Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You're literally having a conversation with someone for the first time, and you're like, um, when was the last time you were pregnant? Have you had any medical issues? How old are you? What are your views on abortion? Yeah. And uh-huh. are you COVID vaccinated? Yeah. Like, let's just get into it. How many weeks were each of your pregnancies? How were the, like, births? Like, were they complicated? Were they normal? Were they a C-section? Were there any... What like, shape is your pelvis? What uh-huh. else have we asked our surrogate? Uh, interviews. Are you, are you willing to uh, breast, breast, breast pump, pump breast milk? <laughs> Sorry. Welcome back to Who's Your Daddy podcast, the show where we sit next to each other in between one microphone now. <laughs> wow. That's how we're starting the podcast, huh? Okay. We have, uh, <laughs> it's obviously been a week considering God. you're like literally right next to me. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we've left our couch, we're at the table. And we have one microphone in between us, and we're filming with one camera. Matthew takes a red eye tonight, and we just don't have time to set everything up. So this is an episode that's a little bit different than our usual episodes. If you couldn't tell from this intro, yeah, we are doing this solo together and solo together, solo to- I, I solo think that's together, an oxymoron. Well, we don't have a guest. That's what I'm saying. Oh, the I see. Guest is each other. I'm so happy to, that you're joining us today. Thank you. You have an eye booger. I have a lot of boogers. Both of us booger. are sick. Okay, stop. Yeah, I think a coworker of mine got me sick, and then I got Matthew sick. And I think we're just at the point where we can't. We, we just, just can't. can't. We can't. We just can't anymore. Yep. I think so <laughs> we're like, we have to do our episode. We have to. We have to record something. I mean, who knows? If this goes well, we might just be a single mic podcast. That, Duo. I'm, I'm telling you, I have seen a lot of people do a single single microphone for podcasts. I feel so close to you. Right? Yeah. It's a bonding experience. Okay, so what do you want to talk about today? Today, we are going to talk about updates on our surrogacy journey, where we're at. We have had so many guests over this season, our first season. We've talked to so many people. We've heard so many stories, but we haven't shared a ton about our own story or like where we're at now. So I think now is a great time Let's to kind of recap. Yeah. A recap of where we've been and where we're going. Okay. Oh. <laughs> so where are we, Matthew? Well, that's all I planned for the podcast. So. Oh, that's it. So yeah. now I have to take it away. Yes, please. Okay. So where we're at, I mean, we're not in a very different spot than we've been in the past. I mean, we've had embryos for a long time. Um, and we've been on the surrogate search for a long time. We've had a few, like 
promising things kind of fizzle out. Okay, hold on. Back up, back up. Now you started talking and now I want to take over. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Where are we at, Matthew? Okay, so we started this podcast in the middle of June, right? Yeah, we did, actually. Yeah. June 15th. June 15th. That was the launch. Father's Day. And was it Father's it Day? It was Father's Day. What? You don't remember this? A Thursday? We had a party. We had a cake with our pictures on it. We cut the cake. Our friends ate our faces oh. off of the cake. And it was Father's Day. I Father's Day was a Sunday. It was, but I think the barbecue was on Friday. And we were oh. celebrating the launch. It's Father's that Day was weekend. Father's Day weekend. Okay. Yeah. Oh, who's your daddy? Father's Day weekend no. launch party. Was Father's Day on a Sunday? Father Day's, Father's Day is on a Sunday, like every other. I swear to you, we launched on Father's Day. I, oh my God, if I got this wrong. Let's pull up the calendar. Right we are now. getting way sidetracked on something that is not the topic of our surrogacy journey. Literally Father's Day, June 18th. It's always on a Sunday, just like Mother's Day. <laughs> when was our, always on a when Sunday. When was our launch? It was June 15th. June 15th. What the heck? It's fine. What? Oh my god, I'm so okay. Oh my god, it was just it was the like Thursday before Father's Day. Settle down. I literally okay. I just thought that it was like on Father's Day. So. Just so you know, you can never believe anything that comes out of Matthew's mouth. Take it with a grain of salt. You can believe <laughs> half of it at least. It's kind of almost true. Okay. That's just how I remember it. Remember okay, great. So three me. minutes about when we launched the podcast. Continue. <laughs> Land this plane. Yeah, so we started mid-June, okay. and at that point in time, of course, we did not have a surrogate. We still had yeah. embryos because we had our embryos since this last December. Um, we are on an independent surrogacy journey. We're looking for surrogates online. We're interviewing a bunch of people, uh -huh. and that's basically the entire summer. As we've been releasing episodes week to week, mm -hmm. we have been searching for uh, a potential surrogate, somebody to, like, go on this journey with us and yeah. have a baby. And, oh man, there's been, like it definitely has been a roller coaster, but I feel very in control of it in a way because we're the ones leading it. We can take breaks, we can take pauses. And then at the same time, it's like, it's like online dating a little bit. Uh -huh. Yeah, that's where I kind of trail off. I that's where you trail off. It's like online dating. Yeah, because I just get my thoughts get lost in the thick of it. Yeah. Of like, I'm just thinking about the last few months and it's overwhelming. We've just I mean, we've done a few interviews. Um, so I think we're getting more comfortable with like asking people the kind of hard questions that you ask um, when you're trying to be matched with a surrogate. But there's just so many things that have to line up. Um, one, you have yeah. to think about location. Two, you have to think about if you're going to do single or double embryo transfers and whether or not they're okay with that. You have to think about compensation and whether or not that's in your financial budget. You have to think about what do they eat? What does their spouse think about this? Are they stable? Are they working? Are they stay-at-home uh, mom? Are they... And it's not, it's not like these are all preferences. These are yeah. things that have to line up or else it's not going to work. Well, I mean... A lot of those things have to line up. I mean, you could be a single, a stay-at-home mom or working. Right. Like, yeah. that doesn't but necessarily matter. You're talking just... about, like, what does the family think about this? The family's yeah, yeah, not yeah. on board. The family has to be on board. It's not going to work. Yeah, you want the family to be on board. If you can't align on budget, it's not going to work. Yeah. If you don't align on benefits. And, like, let me tell you, there are tons and tons of different benefits. That you can or that cannot you can or, yeah. offer. Yeah. 
for a potential gestational carrier. And if you don't align on those, then it's not going to work. Yeah. Does insurance line up? That's a big one. Yeah. And then, I mean, beyond that, it's just like medical screenings. Because that was which, a big thing that we were looking into with insurance. Yeah. Can I get into it for a second on the insurance? I mean, you can try. Girl, you can get into right. it if you want to. We'll just like trying to figure out because we in Oregon, there's not a lot of surrogacy friendly insurances. Which is and, annoying. Yeah, which is annoying. There are some states where surrogacy friendly insurance is more common. Surrogacy friendly insurance means that the potential gestational carrier or surrogate their insurance plan will cover some of the medical expenses for surrogacy without requiring the intended parents to purchase a new insurance plan for that gestational carrier. We spoke to some people that said Utah is pretty common to have a surrogacy rider. And we think maybe Texas. We're not sure. We're not sure. But I've heard Utah they might have more surrogacy friendly insurance plans already caked in like right. baked in caked in baked in but we're, we're talking policy. about like a swing of potentially adding on five thousand dollars to the surrogacy journey to thirty five thousand dollars on yeah. the surrogacy journey i feel like you've been really hung up on that we have talked about this quite a bit no we have but i feel like you like even recently when we we're interviewing surrogates like that's probably your biggest like stress point it's a big swing right i think it's because the uh, it's the unknown it is the unknown yeah yeah and you don't know what it's going to be until you look into the insurance and typically you you might need to hire an insurance expert to look oh into no you this. do i mean that's in our plan i know so i'm saying typically <laughs> yeah because you don't have to but it's it's a good idea like highly recommended slash almost required yeah probably required if you're going with an agency Mm -hmm. so and that's going to be an additional thousand to twelve hundred to fifteen hundred dollars depending on who you're talking to or how much it costs but like that you you don't know about the insurance until you hire that person to like look into it yeah yeah because i think we've even asked like a few um potential gestational carriers um whether or not they had surrogacy friendly insurance and like they didn't know yeah and we've called the insurance companies and asked these questions ourselves and like looked into policies to see if it's surrogacy friendly we were looking at one and it had a lien yeah watch out for liens when you're going through this process essentially it just means that if there's any expense incurred by your insurance policy that you have to pay it back like up to the 100 percent, <laughs> up to the amount that you are paying the, the gestational sur- yeah 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 exactly. so if you're paying a gestational carrier or surrogate forty thousand dollars yeah then you are going to have to pay back those medical expenses incurred by the insurance company yeah up to forty thousand yeah watch out for liens so messy and then some of those insurance policies also don't allow you to purchase secondary insurance to have secondary coverage mm-hmm. they will only allow primary coverage which is crazy to me it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting ride when we get to that point for sure so we're looking at like okay if we go with this person then we're gonna have to like purchase a whole new insurance plan and then that person's going to have to go off of their old insurance in order to go on to this new insurance it's, during the pregnancy yeah that's possible you'd have to do like a complete changeover instead of just adding it's just wild yeah there's a lot of things to think about there's a lot of things to think about so yeah sorry that was my um 
impromptu. That is Matthew's curve. external processing of, of insurance his, policies. His biggest stress point, probably. I think it's like probably a really big stress point for a lot of people, though. Yeah, that's why I yeah. wanted to bring it up. Just hard to control. It is. You yeah. can't control it. It's the unknown, Michael. I know. But additional from like, okay, so we talked about budget. We talked about insurance plans. We talked about the family being on board. Mm-hmm. Um, the other things like diet and, you know, lifestyle, whatever, doesn't necessarily have to align. It just depends on who the intended parents are. Yeah, because it could be super important to we were, you. We uh, have had a few interviews recently. And um, one of the... Uh, people that we interviewed had been a gestational carrier prior and she was talking with some other gestational carriers and one of them said that the parents like called her to get a picture of her urine (gasps) right because she thought they wasn't she wasn't drinking enough water is that what isn't that what she said so yeah okay i'm not i I mean i don't know anybody's name so i hope that that's that's okay to share but like that is (laughs) hilarious i hope that's okay to share i'm sharing it right now but i hope it's okay yeah i mean literally could be anybody in the world (laughs) yeah right okay that's true (laughs) but yeah that is wild that is yeah we are not planning on being those um types of intended parents no no not at all another one that is like a biggie that i didn't I assumed would not be a biggie is vaccines. How so? Like if the, if they're fully vaccinated against COVID for one, um, that's a big pressure point because a lot of people are unwilling to become vaccinated against COVID. Um, Um, Or yeah, you know, and, and that's a big question. The fertility clinic is going to ask that question. And, and, you know, that's a big, it's not a requirement, but it's not a requirement, but again, can be a strong preference. Uh, Other things like, vaccine for uh let's see the tdap vaccine is one and then oh just making sure that's updated right making sure that you're updated on tdap what are the other ones i actually like don't know varicella <laughs> sure just like the major illnesses that you typically get vaccinated for through childhood and middle oh, school yeah. i and mean high like school hep a hep b hep c i don't those. know i don't yeah. know which i don't know if any of them are but there's like a lot of yeah, vaccines that you need to be updated on before you can become, uh, well, I guess you could become a surrogate anyway, but there's a lot of vaccines that you're going to have preferences to have. The Tdap vaccine, actually, you pass, you can pass on some immunity to your baby. So that's a big one because you think about pertussis, whooping cough, um, things like that, mm. that can be a lot worse for infants and little babies Mm. so not having that innate immunity when they're born could potentially become like a really bad thing but yeah i don't know it was just all these thoughts of like okay you know you're making these decisions now but this is going to affect things when the baby's born what are some of the most uncomfortable questions that um (laughs) we've had to ask people oh man um I think the I think one of the um, kind of weird questions to breach is selective termination. Oh yeah, because um, it's just like a weird subject. But you guess I guess you just like need to know because uh, you. So right, <laughs> you can put in one embryo; it could split. You could put in two embryos; both could split. 
you could end up as like a situation like Octomom. I mean, yeah, I think they put in like eight embryos though, and they all stuck, and that's why. But like typically but today, still. they only put in one or two. Hypothetically, you could put in one embryo, and they could split into yeah. a lot. And so I think a lot of times it's written down that like, okay, we are not going to consider selective termination no matter what, or we're going to consider it if there are like five or more like fetuses yeah. or something like that. I don't know. It's a weird conversation to have. Obviously, like well, that's, we're, we're so, only going for like one or two. Oh, I think but. you mixed up terms. It's termination or selective reduction. Oh, selective reduction. Sorry. Yeah, no, I got you. Got it, I got just it, got realized it. I was like, oh, termination. No, but those are two Sorry. similar but different topics. Selective reduction. What you're talking about is selective reduction. You also need to talk about termination. Yes. On, like, what point is it okay to terminate the fetus if necessary? Yeah. Yeah. Those and are, like, just kind of it's hard. awkward. Yeah. Hard conversations to have and hard conversations to know. Because you don't know, like, what the situation would be for you know them to need a termination but like usually it's going to be a pretty hard decision and the doctor is not going to want to recommend it unless it's like absolutely necessary so you're literally having a conversation with someone for the first time and you're like um when was the last time you were pregnant have you had any medical issues how old are you what are your views on abortion yeah and how long how are long? you covid vaccinated yeah like let's just get into it how many weeks were each of your pregnancies how were the like births like were they complicated were they normal were they a c-section was there any what like, shape is your pelvis yeah what how does your uterus look like when was your last pap smear you know it's just like yeah. all these questions that you have to ask and i don't think it should be i mean like that stuff should just be normalized i guess right like we should just understand yeah totally. that like it's medicine yeah i i think for us maybe it's more normal than other people who don't necessarily have any sort of but still it's like culturally <clears throat> not cool to be asking those questions to somebody in yeah. general yeah. in the general public but when you're going into a conversation like this it's understandable but it's still like i don't know the red flags kind of come up in my mind where i'm like oh I, you know like should i be asking this yeah <laughs> am i like crossing some boundaries here yeah i don't want to offend anyone yeah. um but yeah it's it's hard and there's there's times when you ask these questions and you get the answer that you are like that that is just not going to work like say um somebody says i would terminate the baby if it uh like selective reduction you know if, if mm -hmm. twins if if the embryo were split into twins i would oh. selectively reduce you'd be like okay yeah this is not going to be a match like yeah absolutely not gonna happen <laughs> yeah but i don't know that's an obvious example but there's many others yeah um what are some other questions that we've asked surrogates Ooh. we like to know what is their um what are their expectations of us which I feel like would take a little bit of time to think about like what are your expectations of the intended parents but mm -hmm. it's kind of like how do you want us to communicate like how do you want what like what kind of involvement do you want us in your like normal life like day-to-day -day life like with your family or with your spouse or with your kids and like what happens afterwards you know and I think we've been getting two kinds of answers one kind of answer for, from first-time surrogates which is Oh, I don't know. I just want you to be involved and like uh, we can communicate over text and it'll be great. Yeah. Or like, you know, just kind of uh, 
ambiguous but positive and like i think it's gonna work out and we're just gonna talk and communicate and it's gonna be great <laughs> it's gonna be puppies and kittens and yeah and roses and then the other response that we've gotten from people who have done surrogacy before like more specifics like i have this boundary um mm. we should talk through this method like in my experience this didn't work out with the previous people that i that i did surrogacy for but i am really fond of having this kind of relationship Mm. so just like the you definitely see from the people who have done surrogacy before they know what they've had in the past and they know what they want in the future yeah that's true i mean experience goes a long way i think in in answering these questions definitely um we wanted to know and then i think most intended parents would want to know like are you comfortable with us in the delivery room i think yeah that one's actually a deal breaker for us yeah i mean i I think that would be a deal breaker for us. I don't, I mean, unless just absolutely everything else was perfect, but right. but that'd be pretty hard to like, I mean, if circumstances made it so that we couldn't be in the room, like whatever, but I don't know, like we yeah. got in a car accident on the way there. I don't know. Yeah. Right. Like things you can't control, but or a rush delivery. Yeah. But I mean, like, yeah, that'd be kind of weird to not be there. Yeah. That was a big one for me. It's like, no, if, if, if we're able to, if we're, if we're planning for it and we're in the area, then like I definitely want yeah. to be there. If it's a surprise birth, that's understandable that you can't. If it's like last minute emergency, something right. happens. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's understandable. But yeah, we definitely want to be there in the delivery room, as what, I'm sure. What else of. have we asked our surrogate? Uh, Interviews. Are you, are you willing to uh, breast bre breast pump pump breast milk? <laughs> Sorry. Are you will? Are you open to pumping breast milk? After the birth, I, I'm like I said, I have a cold. Things are going Matthew's, on. Matthew's, Matthew's, Matthew's suffering from a man cold right now, where everything is the worst and <laughs> everything is bad, and he just can't with life. It's true. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Can we talk about how I opened the, the box of Cheerios today? Yeah. Okay. So let's make complete departure from the entire subject of this podcast. And we're going to we'll get about... back to pumping breast milk in a second. Okay. So speaking of milk, Matthew is trying to Jesus. get a box of cereal out of the cupboard <laughs> and his parents were here, whatever. They laid their cornflakes box flat <laughs> So I was like, whatever. I'll we just, just have a pantry. I'm just gonna lay. I'm just gonna lay my honey nut cheerios. And I even like. I literally thought about it last night. I was like, this seems like a problematic way. Oh. To mm. stack cereal boxes because so it was they you. could just pop open. I just follow. I was just following their lead, but for some reason you grabbed it and like flipped it, and then they. It, all dumped out but it started horizontal like okay you made the okay. decision on which one which 90 degree turn you were gonna make okay so, so i don't think it's my fault mm, right i'm a little bit shorter than michael <laughs> for one 
and we keep our cereal boxes on the top shelf in the pantry. I think and it's so, the only one tall enough to hold them. Look at my look from my perspective. Oh, wow, you're it's so short. short. Right, so I know. Short. I'm looking up. I'm like reaching for the box. I'm like kind of finding it. My my head is foggy because of my man it. cold and I can't like focus. <laughs> so I finally grasp it, which is it's on top of the cornflakes box. <sighs> I know. And then I like pull it out and I don't know which way I turn it. I just am trying to get it down. So as soon as I grab it, it, it just the whole thing, the whole bottom or top, I guess, falls out and uh-huh. all of the Cheerios go all over the, the, the entire box was was on the floor. Yeah. And they rolled underneath the dishwasher. And I'm like sure there's still crevice. multiple. There Cheerios are many under there. Which now I'm afraid that ants are going to start coming in and finding the Cheerios. <sighs> and yeah. you're taking a red eye flight tonight, so that's going to be my job. Yes, definitely. Wow. Okay, so breast milk. So breast milk. Yeah, that's another question that we ask: is like, are you willing to pump breast milk for our babies, and <laughs> can we can we possibly purchase that breast milk in the future? Yeah, I mean, I think. That would be obviously important for the first couple weeks, ideally, like at least a month or two. It's like kind of what I have in my head, but I don't who knows, because our surrogate could be in another state and like that's just not consider shipping and like all that. Well, yeah. So typically I don't think you would do shit. I don't think they would ship it. You could ship it. It's just very expensive. But they have like breast milk banks, I think, like Uh, in cities that you can purchase from. But right away there's like the colostrum and um that's like yeah really like heavily packed with nutrients or or antibodies or something that's that's really good for the babies so, yeah antibodies and all that yeah so if we can get that at the hospital and for the first couple of days oh that would be amazing yeah that would be great i'd be all for it yeah another one that i think is a big important topic that we I, I haven't given much thought about but medications if they're taking medications currently mm. and what that could mean for like uh i don't know the the layout of timeline for yeah. surrogacy yeah. some medications you have to be off of for quite some time before you can start the process of surrogacy and i think in particular we don't know that much about like mental health meds like anti-anxiety anti-depression meds Right. That people might be on. Um, I'm assuming that they would do a little bit of research on that and say, like, you know, to find out if they can be a surrogate if they're taking that medication. But yeah, I think there's some I guess we would have to we have to look that up, too. There's there's just just, so many medications you could be on. And there's just various medications that are considered teratogens be lethal or harmful to the fetus. I say teratogens. You say teratogens? Teratogens. You, I say teratogens. Teratogens. <laughs> teratogens. It's R-A. Teratogens. Let's Google it. Okay. No, there's probably multiple pronunciations for it. I learned how to say it in nursing school. Oh, wow. Teratogen. 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 is raw. No, it totally said rotogen. Teratogen. Teratogen. Oh, God. Teratogen. Teratogen. Oh, my God. A teratogen. 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 It's an A. See this right here? Radogen. Okay. Yeah, I get it, Michael. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still going to pronounce it teratogen. I know. I just... No. No, please don't. (laughs) Wait, what's the other word that you pronounce super weird? Wait, can you say this word for me? S-Y-R... S-Y-R... U-P. U-P. Syrup. 
Say it again. Syrup. You usually say syrup. 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 <laughs> syrup. No, it's not. It is not syrup. Sir. Syrup. Like sir. Like, like syrup. You say syrup. Like there's an A somewhere. I also say surrogacy. Oh, you do? Yeah. Surrogacy. And so many people have tried to correct Matthew me. Surrogacy. And I'm like, yeah, I know, but I'm going to call it surrogacy. <laughs> Teratogen. Teratogen. Ugh, sounds so gross. So you got to be careful for, with your teratogens. Teratogen. For surrogacy. Oh, my God. Oh, man. So, yeah. Other questions that we ask. I feel like we had a longer list. Well, it's, it's just like specifics of are you able to travel to surrogacy related appointments? Um, that's a big one because like our travel. embryos are in Texas. Yep. So if we're talking to anybody who's outside of the Dallas area, then we have to ask like, hey, can you travel? Yeah. And that's a big one. Yeah. Oh, there's a lot. Another big thing I think is we've been talking a lot about um, like does the potential surrogate work and what kind of work are they doing? And and I think one important it, thing is like in your previous pregnancies, because typically if you're going to, you know, use a gestational carrier, they've already had one, two, three pregnancies already. Yeah. Um, is like, how did they those pregnancies go like did you have to take work off did you have to be on bed rest because that's something that we have to consider on like well one is it like a healthy pregnancy you know yeah, like definitely. it's just gonna like throw you into a really bad physical situation where you're unable to like i don't know function right. day to day and i don't want to you know i don't want that to happen again um but then also like if you're you're responsible for lost wages. So you don't want somebody who had a really difficult pregnancy and had to take, you know, three months off of work. Because right. then you have to pay three months worth of somebody's salary on top of everything else. So, um, yeah, that's definitely one that I would get ironed out. Another one is just um, how involved do they want their family? I can see where it'd be maybe a little bit hard to wrap your mind around, like, your mom being pregnant, but then that baby going to, you know... A different family because it's not technically theirs and yeah. she's just helping grow them and i think kids do a really good job with that sort of stuff like i think they grasp it a little bit easier than adults because they're <laughs> not as like judgmental um but the surrogate has i mean the surrogate is the adult that has to like be able to wrap their mind around yeah. that as well and then the spouse that's that's maybe you know helping them go through this process and like growing helping to grow someone else's baby you know, they have to, like, have their mind wrapped around it, too. So. Yeah. Uh, and, okay, so I just thought of another one that is, like, a deal breaker. Uh-oh. Uh-huh. Watch out. Well, not so much on our part, but, like, um, there's a lot of people who are surrogates who are with an agency. And oh. they might not be able to do surrogacy outside of that agency. Or they might oh. already be, like, you know, kind of tied up with an agency and they're not looking to be able to do an independent journey. Oh. So um, there's plenty of people that I've uh, that have inquired with us or I've inquired with them. And it's just been like, nope, I'm with this agency. Can't or like, are you or mostly it's framed in the way of like, would you be willing to work with this specific agency? And 
Oh. And then I'm like, no, oh, wow. yeah. <laughs> no, we're not going to. So like, okay, it's not going to be a match moving on. Yeah. So to be fair, um, Matthew, I feel like does a lot of <laughs> these like behind the scenes workings of like communicating with people while I'm it's just over Facebook at messenger. the clinic. Yeah. And so um, it's usually when I get home that he's like, oh, by the way, like I talked to this person and this person and we're having a call with them tomorrow at noon. And yeah. Like, this is where they live and here's like a few facts about them and so and then we both hop on the call so that's kind of how it's been going but well, so other, i didn't know that i didn't know that there were some people that were unable to oh um, yeah definitely move forward because they were signed or just they wanted to work with that agency their combination like there's a lot of people who have worked with agencies before and they want to do another journey with that agency and there's a lot of people who have already gone mm. through like the vetting process through an agency and they, you know, they're already kind of locked in. They've done huh. all that vetting. They're ready to go. Oh, okay. Um, Why are they in a surrogacy Facebook group then? There's a, there, a surrogacy Facebook group. It, it's a lot of like support questions being asked. No. Yeah, I know. So it's not just the matching, but maybe they even like joined it previously. But everybody, and, there's so many intended parents waiting. If you like went through all the the rigmarole and like are approved and like good to go as a surrogate like somebody is gonna snatch you up if you're a good candidate i don't know you wow. like consider all the matching points that we're talking about I suppose. you know it's a lot to line up with yeah uh i mean speaking of agencies and all that uh this summer we started looking independently we're looking on Facebook, we're looking on our own, but we actually had a big change happen and we're really excited to talk about kind of like the help we're getting now that we have Family Match Consulting helping us to find a surrogate and help us vet a surrogate. We also have the agency Surrogacy Is helping us to vet a surrogate, which has like been such a huge lift off of our shoulders. Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of medical records and different things that you have to collect. Uh, and there's just so many steps once you find somebody that you think is going to be a good match. Yeah. So I would say we're doing this sort of like faux independently. It's like a hybrid. <laughs> it's like a hybrid. I think like we're doing most of the outreach and trying to like discuss and talk to surrogates, which I think usually people rely on an agency to do. Yeah. Um, but we yes, we've been working with surrogacy is and family match consulting. Um, for when we find somebody, they kind of have been helping us like gather the paperwork and go through some like initial screenings and things, which has taken like we've gone through it with at least one person to a point and it took a couple weeks. So, oh, no, it took a couple months. Oh, a couple months. Not so on, they did a lot of not on their a lot part, of work, not on surrogacy as his part. It was actually through it was because of like waiting on medical records, yeah, waiting on yeah. the doctors to get, uh, you know, the you have to get a doctor from your or not oh my god i can't talk right now you have to get a letter from your ob for clearance <laughs> okay to make sure you don't have any teratogens <laughs> exactly for surrogacy but that can take a long time because you're literally waiting on somebody to like write an approval letter yeah it, yeah i don't know yeah. that email can sit in the inbox for quite some time uh, i know and that to say like yeah we have gone through this process with a couple different people over the summer and we've gotten to certain points where we we think it's going to be a really good match like oh we found our person <sighs> i know and then one thing doesn't line up or something just falls out of place and it's like yeah. 
Oh no. Yeah. We, we like come back to square over. one. Yeah. Which is like the nature of it. Like this is kind of expected. Um it sucks because it's a lot of hope and a lot of buildup and a lot of excitement to kind of be brought down all at once. And then you have to start from scratch. Yeah. Um, but it's so important to line up on all these things, obviously, before you begin. Yeah. Um, cause otherwise it's just not going to work. Yeah. And I think we've sort of surrendered a little bit of like the timing of everything. And like, we're hopeful that we could get something going by the beginning of next year. Mm -hmm. Um, but like, I don't know if I'm just trying to trust my gut also in this situation. And if like something about it makes me uncomfortable, then it's like, I don't want to rush into it and then feel like regret. Like I want to feel good about everything before we oh my god, kind of like make the plunge. You That's know? a big thing too. Yeah. Yeah. And we've, We've heard it from a few people. I remember Jamie telling us, trust your gut. Yeah, trust your gut. Don't rush the process. Like, I've had a, I mean, yeah, multiple stories and even uh, interviews we haven't had yet, but people that we've talked to um, that hopefully will be on the podcast mm -hmm. at some point later of just like, you know, these, these things happened to me and it took like two to three years before, you know, things panned out and there were things that I tried to rush and that was like not going to be good and it never ended up working out. And so, yeah. Yeah. There've been a few moments where we are like, wow, this, this isn't setting well up well in my gut. Like something feels off. Yeah. And then we have to take a step back and we're like, wait, this isn't going to work. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that's just, God, it's, it's necessary, but it sucks. Yeah. And it's, it's just sucks. Cause it's like, you know, you're just, it's very personal process oh yeah um and i don't want anything to be like taken harsh or personal it's just if if it's not a match it's not a match and that's okay um we just have to be patient and understanding about that and as long as you know there can be a lot of emotional investment early yeah. on um just because it is so personal and close you think about like bringing a life into the world and pregnancy and working yeah. with people for, I say working, but really like it is kind of like working with the contract and all that. But at the same time, like it's, it's going through life together for nine months plus and yeah, it's a big deal. Yeah. It's a really big deal. I think I've been pretty like stressed about the process uh, recently but now I think looking forward, just just because we've like slowed down a little bit and I, f I feel like we've maybe just been like, hey, like if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. And I felt like we were just trying to like rush a little bit just because we were like end of year, open enrollment. Da -da -da. Oh, that's sorry. Like, we didn't even mention that earlier on in the podcast. We've like, mentioned it before. Right. But the rush to open enrollment. The rush to like get everything done by open enrollment because then you can figure out your insurance plan. And if but, they don't have surrogacy friendly insurance, then you could be saving tens of thousands of dollars. Yeah. Or you you're just, up. or you're just delaying or you just delay to the next year. You just delay till the next year. Right. Which is a, that's uh, possible. It's, it's possible. It's frustrating, but it's possible. It's frustrating, but yeah. it's possible. Yeah. And a little bit scary. A little bit scary. And a little bit scary. 
Well, what else do you want to talk about today? I, that's honestly it. That's what I wanted to cover today because I think it's just important for us to slow down, take a step back and look at what this summer has brought. Um, and, and like such a disorganized run of the muck fashion of kind of all over the place, which is my brain today. Yeah. That's how we've covered this. <laughs> I mean, you know, a nice little stream of consciousness for your Thursday. <laughs> Yes, and nasal drip. Oh my god, I know. It's like so I can't nasal. even. I'm so interested to see what it actually sounds like. I love that you're also sick. So yeah, we're just like. <laughs> if this podcast sounds horrible, it's either because we're on one microphone or both of us have <laughs> terrible head colds. Yeah, or it just sounds like I'm talking on the other side of a door or something. Like yeah. it's just so muffled. <laughs> and when this comes out, you're going to be in Puerto Rico. Yeah. You're going to be soaking up the sun, 90 degree weather. Right. Burning this cold out of me. Yeah. It's and I will be, be here working, but it's actually going to be really nice here. Mm-hmm. Did we say Sorry what, about it. We said what I was doing in Puerto Rico, right? You're going to, we didn't say that, but oh. you are going to the IGLTA conference, which is the International Gay and Lesbian Travel Association. Yeah, correct. Uh, annual meeting where he just, annual meeting annual whatever <laughs> convention. convention where they're just gonna hobnob and there's a lot of networking. networking. Yeah, um, if if you are only know us from the podcast and don't know us from other social media stuff, a big part of Michael's in my business of what we do online is LGBTQ plus travel. So we highlight destinations, we highlight businesses that uh, either work really well with LGBTQ plus people, are great spaces for queer people, or that are like owned and run by queer people. So that's a big thing that we do. And every year I go to the IGLTA convention where I talk to a lot of other business owners in the LGBTQ plus travel space um, and network and hopefully figure out where we're going next year and what's going on. Yeah. What partnerships we can can work on. Can work on next year. Yeah. Best of luck. Best of luck to you on the following four days of work. Oh, it's all good. We um, just got back from Japan, which was like 10 days. Um, and it was really, really amazing. It was incredible. very, very hot. Which we will see. Our I will see our friends in Japan in Puerto Rico. Yes, you will. You will. They are so sad. But I was like, going. I cannot take work off for that. And then this like a month later and then go into holidays. I'm just, I'm going to stay here. Stay put. Oh my God. And one last thing. What? One last thing. It's, um, I, that just reminded me. I took up a position working as a vaccine clinic nurse. Yeah. For the fall and winter. How did it go? How did it go? I mean, you've already got, you've already oh, done already, a few. Yeah. It's been great. Uh, it's so much easier than the <laughs> intermediate care cardiac unit that I used to be on. Yeah. Um, but it's awesome. I get to hang out with people at a pharmacy all day and uh, give COVID shots, give flu shots, give RSV shots and all of the vaccinations. He's putting he's uh, scrubbing in once again. Yeah, but it's it's super flexible. I get to choose my own hours and I'm just like filling in um, as part of like the vaccine effort to get people vaccinated. That's awesome. Good job, babe. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Getting it. Um, well, thank you for listening to um, our Thursday ramble today. A little <laughs> session, single microphone boop, boop. Uh, <laughs> podcast. 
Thanks so much for listening to Who's Your Daddy podcast. Make sure to leave a rating and review if you enjoyed this episode or if you just enjoyed the season in general, because this episode is a little bit different. This episode is a little bit different, just like you. <laughs> You're a little bit different. We love to receive comments. So if you leave a rating, leave us a comment on there as well. I didn't prepare a review for the the end of this podcast, so maybe leave one on this and yes. we'll maybe see it next time. That's right. Um, for everything that we're up to from the day to day, check us out on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, all of the social media channels. And until next time, daddy's, daddy's out. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.